Have you desired a generation of true Christians? Do your heart hunger for the Word of God and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you eager to join the Revival Army of God for Kingdom Advancement? Welcome to Agents of Change Podcast, where we work as one and together advance the kingdom. We channel only with God's power flowing through us every day and every hour. Stay tuned. At the end of this session, let your name alone be glorified. And for the rest, friends, Father, do that you alone can do. Thank you, ancient of days. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. He's a good God. He's always good. Lord. Always good. Yesterday, God began to that he will introduce himself. Hallelujah. If a man says he wants to introduce to you, it means the man realizes that you don't know him. You know me, I won't come to you and say, I want to introduce myself to you. He says, I want to introduce to you, it means you don't know him. You think you know a man, but the man, when he comes to you one day and says, I want to introduce myself to you, it means you don't really know him. You can live with a husband for 50 years and you don't know him. When the man dies at his gravesite, you now remember you were living with a man that you didn't know. Because the day they are burying him, another family shows up. I'm talking about his real life experience. Imagine the father you know. The day they are burying him, another family shows up that you have never heard of. You thought you knew your father, but you didn't really know him. So the day a man tells I want to introduce myself to you, the first thing that comes to your mind is that if your husband comes home one day and says, my wife, I want to talk to you, and who I am. The first thing that comes to your mind is that then this man. So if God comes to us at this conference and says to introduce myself to you, then the first thing that is that then we don't really know him. Praise. My prayer is that God will introduce himself to and we will know him in the mighty name of Jesus. This morning God will be speaking to us on the greatest coach. Uh, so God wants to introduce himself to as the greatest coach. To our sport people amongst us, I'm sure they will be getting excited. God, God says, I want to introduce myself morning as the greatest coach. Ah. I've, I've, I've known God in so many ways. We've been, been, he has been introduced to us in so many ways. Uh, but God said this morning, I introduce myself as the greatest coach. Uh, who is a coach? Uh, I, I, I didn't want to assume I knew who it is because that is one of the errors of our generation. We all we know things. And now that somebody will talk to you about that, the God that I know, I know him. Praise the Lord. And so I said, let me go and check the dictionary. So the English dictionary, how does it define who it is? It says, a coach can be defined in line of being a teacher and also a vehicle. When you talk of a coach, it could be a teacher, it could be a vehicle. I say, I'm not looking at the definition of a vehicle. <laughs> I'm looking of a teacher. Someone whose job is to teach people to move at sports, skill, or school subjects, or in anything that you want to even look at. So a coach is someone whose duty is to teach people prove at a sports, skill, or school subject. A 
coach also is someone whose job is to train and organize a sports team. His job is to train and organize a sports team. There are other definitions, but we, know we don't need to bother ourselves with so much because the message of a coach is someone whose duty is to teach people to at a sport, skill, or school subject. Someone who is to train and organize a sports team. Isaiah 48, verse 17. We're looking at the greatest coach. God said, I want to introduce myself to things of change as the greatest coach. Isaiah 48. Verse 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Don't say, the Holy One Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit. Which leaded the way that thou shouldst go. He said, I am your coach. That's a short of the scripture. He said, I'm the one that teaches the prophet. It means if your life is to be prophet, you need to allow me to teach you. That's what he said. He said, which led thee by the way that thou shouldest go. I'm the one. That's what he said. 18. Oh, that thou hast hearkened to my commandments. Only you allowed me to be your coach. He said, then had thy peace been as a river, and thy rightness as the waves of the sea. If only you allow me to coach you, your peace will be like a river. The is that some people feel they are so gifted and so tired, they don't need a coach. I can do it all by myself. I don't need a coach. Praise the Lord. But God said, if only you are me to coach you. Why do we need a coach? Why? We look at a few reasons. One, coaches know what it takes to win a game. That's one of the reasons why we need coaches. They know what it in a game. God said that will teach you how to profit. They know what it takes to win a game. You have talent and skill. It's not enough to have. You need to have someone that knows what it takes to win the game. There are some. It takes beyond talent and skill to win. Praise the Lord. There are some games the coach will tell you: Do not allow your opponent to play their game. Play your. You tell, don't allow them to play their game, and that's how you are going to win. Praise the Lord. The coach knows what it takes to win. And one of the reasons why we need the coach. We are going to look later why the greatest coach is not like every other coach. But for now, we want to just look at why we need to have a coach in the first instance. Why is my talent enough? No, I've been reading the scriptures. I think I know what to do. Why do I need a coach? Why should I go and ask him what should I say? When I know what? Why? ask you and say, bro, to me, please, next tomorrow we want you to come to this great conference and give us a word. We need to go to your coach. Why not go to your archives? Sir, why don't you, you have, you have sermons that's before. Why not just go to your archives and say, this one looks good. Give it to them. Why? Why do you need a coach? Say, because of the skills I have. Just put me on the pitch. If I don't even need teammates. Because I'm, say for example, I'm 
So I don't need teammates. Only me against the 11 because I'm gifted. What is the coach doing there? I don't need that place. Let me just face the game. Praise the Lord. We need to have a coach in our life. The coach knows what it takes to win the game. In our daily lives, one that knows what it takes for you to win. He said, I'm the one that will take off it. Some of us in our career, one that knows what it takes for you to in that career. He is the one. Not every other thing that we are looking at. It's not in the multitude of things that we read. He's the one that will help us to win. Praise the Lord. Number two, why we need a coach. Coach is better than you know yourself. They know you better than you know yourself. Praise the Lord. There are some things you cannot do, but your coach knows that you can do it. Praise Exodus chapter 4. Quickly, Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4, quickly. Exodus 4 verse 10. Are we all there? And Moses said unto the Lord, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither to fall, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And the Lord who had made man's mouth, or who maketh the dumb or deaf or the blind, have not I the Lord? Now therefore, go, and I will be with thy and teach thee what thou shalt say. Praise the Lord. Left for Moses, he knew that he, he wasn't qualified for the assignment. But the one who knew better than the man who was coming, I will teach you what you will say. Praise the Lord. That's why a coach, when he sees a man, he doesn't just see you. He sees what you can become. Some of the greatest talents that coaches had, when they discovered them, they were not looking like great talents. Me and them by. In fact, some people passed them by. But some great coaches saw something in them. And then they began to bring the saw in them. And today, they become stars. All of us, oh, somebody was able to see beyond what the man himself saw in himself. Praise the Lord. And so that's one of the reasons why we need to have it. Because they, they know us better than we know ourselves. Three, coaches can bring out your best. They don't just know you better than you know yourself, but they know how to bring out your best. They know how to bring out your best. We are looking at the greatest coach. To lay the foundation, we are looking at coaches generally. They know how to bring out your best. From you may think you are, you are doing great. You may think you are doing well. Until you meet a great coach, who will take you to the next level. Praise the Lord. There are some people that playing at one level and they still have results. Wait until they meet a great coach and you the person will transform and become something else. Allow the greatest coach to carry us under his wings and you may think you have seen something, you have seen nothing. What he can make you to become. That's another reason why we need to have a because they can bring out the best in you. Praise the Lord. How many do we have written down? We have written three. Number four, know your opponent better than you do. Praise the Lord. Every coach who knows what he's doing knows your opponent. That's why a coach will sit his team down and begin to tell them the strength and the weakness. Because while you are perfecting your game, your coach is busy studying your opponent as well. 
Praise the Lord. How many of us have seen this cartoon called and um, is it um, what was the name of that again? No, not cars. The same people that made cars made it. It's our planes. This um, um no, no, no. It's, it's just planes. Planes. The same that made cars that made it. Now they, there was a truck that was trying to train plane to to for there was a car. It's a truck that was trying to train a plane. Now he was busy watching the what we call the wings around the globe competition where the planes are supposed to all fly around the world. Now, this plane was a crop duster. These planes that are built to be, they go over farms and spray chemicals on the farm. He's a crop he does. But he had ambition to fly in the wings around the world where all the best aircrafts will compete. He wanted to compete with them. How do you, build to be a crop duster, how do you want to compete? It's just a tune, but I want to bring something out from there. Now, the truck that was coaching him, was always watching the competition, seeing what was happening. There was a particular plane that was first, but whenever it approaches the finish line, it, it the, the pilot, that plane was very proud. Whenever it wants to cross the line, it will turn its wings and show its body to the mid, the press, the crowd to snap pictures. He likes showing off. At the finish line, he has this showmanship he used to display whenever he's crossing. It will turn its wings and show it to them, and they'll be snapping pictures. It will now cross the line. Now, why I'm bringing this? This star was trained, he had talent, he had everything to be able to compete. At the final lap of that, that race, his co-truck told him that he has watched this clip. Whenever he gets to the finish line, he likes showing off. He does it consistently. So when they were approaching the finish line, this plane who was trying to was coming from behind. The proud guy was actually going to But when he turned to show off, this other guy passed behind him and beat him. Now, if he, that guy had that tendency at the line, he wouldn't have been able to cross that. But he knew this guy was going to show off at that point. So he positioned himself to pass behind the guy. Team at the finish line. Praise the Lord. Just to bring out, the coach knows your opponent better. That's why you need a coach. So it's not good enough to think that I can do it all by myself. By myself. I can do it by myself. You have a coach that knows your opponent better than you. We're still looking at the great coach. Number five. Coaches know the rules of the game better than you do. The coach knows the rules of the game than you do. It's a coach that will tell you, this is what you should do, this is what you should not do, this is what is allowed, what is not allowed in this contest. But if you feel you don't know, you don't need a coach, and all your, your, your length and all the things you think you have, I can't myself. Because you don't know the rules of the game, you'll be disqualified along the line. Your coach knows the rules of the game. That's one of the reasons why you need to have a coach. Praise the Lord. Looking at the greatest coach. Finally, under that, why do I need a coach? You can see the bigger picture. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you can see the bigger picture. You know, when you cannot see the bigger picture, at times you make very foolish decisions because you cannot see the bigger picture. With these things that I'm doing, how does it tie up with every other thing? What we are doing, so many other things. Praise the Lord. But if we don't know it, we run anyhow. So your destiny is connected to so many other destinies. Your coach knows the implication. He knows that how you are playing this game is impacting on other people. Or it will impact on other people. You are in the field of play. You are so concerned with your own play. How others are performing where they are and what they need from you, you don't. There are sometimes that during the course of a game, the coach can change your method of play because of you, but because of somebody else. 
Is somebody getting what I'm saying? Why? Because that picture. There are times that the coach can pull a striker. You are born to strike. By your leg, you are built to strike. And God can say, in this game, I'm going to strike position the midfield and convert your game. Why? Because the bigger picture. For all you know to do is to strike. Left and right leg, head, somersault. You know how to praise the Lord. Those of us, but please forgive me. <laughs> praise the Lord. Call complete strikers. Who knows what a complete striker is? Praise the Lord. <laughs> complete strikers. They are complete. They have this. They have the feet. A striker can only play with one leg. He's, he's not. When he's in the 18 yard box, look at the goal. He can only use one leg. The ball is there for him, but he cannot use the leg. He becomes like a, what the house are called? Is it a, someone that has, what they call them? Like, uh-huh. he, he's, you see them sometimes, they will stand in front of the post and they will fall down. He's not falling because he's afraid of the ball, but the ball came to a feet that he cannot use. So in his bid to struggle with his leg, he confuse himself and he fall. But there are some other people, put it on their left, put it on their right, put it on their chest, on their head. They are complete strikers. And in the course of a game, a coach says, you built as a complete striker. I want to convert you to something else. How? But the coach can see the bigger picture. You, you can only see what you are endowed with. See the bigger picture. And that's one of the reasons why we need a coach. In this life, so many of us who we are so arrogant and we are so full of ourselves that we don't see the need for a coach. And usually the, the, the players that give a coach headache in the team they know it all. They are the ones that give coaches help. Because you tell them to do one thing, they'll go and do another thing. Because they don't even believe they need you in the first instance. And they will not go in. If we don't realize our need for the greatest coach and to submit ourselves under him, we will limit anything. He said, I'm the one that teaches you how to profit. Leads you in the way that you should go. God will help out Jesus. I said, we'll look at how the greatest coach differs from other coaches? How does he differ? What is the difference between the greatest coach and other coaches? When I say the greatest coach, I'm talking to about us. He said he will introduce himself to us. Today, he's saying, I'm the greatest coach. We have seen why we need a coach. Now, we want to see what is the difference him unique as the greatest coach. Number one, great coaches know the game, but he owns the game. Please write. Great coaches, they know the game. But God owns the game. There are two different levels. You can know a game, but you are not like the one that owns the game. Let me give us an example. You can be a mechanic. I've worked on Toyota cars for 50 years. But when Toyota shows up, you and them are not on the same level. They made the car. You can... I've serviced 5,000 Toyota vehicles. So, meet the car. Praise the Lord. They will just tell you, in case you have forgotten, we made the car. So, it's time for you to leave. <laughs> Praise the Lord. They say, your car broke down the way and it's a Toyota vehicle. And you called the mechanic and he came. He said, okay, I have so much of experience on Toyota vehicles. Don't worry, I'll fix the car. And the man has been there. He has been struggling with the car for hours. And then you now Toyota. And they sent their own representative. The man came there. They will tell your mechanic to step aside. Please. 
you are pinching oil on your body. Time to step aside because we made this car. Praise the Lord. So great coaches, they know the game. But God owns the game. Everything that you are doing in this life, there are people that know it, but owns it. So, who will you be cheating if you don't go to the one that owns the game? That's why you lose a game. Because he owns the game. Praise the Lord. With him, you cannot lose a game. He owns the game. But if you go otherwise, you will record defeats, record some victories, you will record some defeats, and at the end of the day, beating, you will be battered, and you just manage, and you will be stretched out. Praise the Lord. That will not be our testimony in that sense. Sir, he owns the game. We are going to know the game. Let's come to the one that owns the game. Let's stop calling the Toyota from side street who learned about the car from somewhere else. Let's call the people that own Praise the Lord. Number two. We've seen the first reason why the greatest coach is not like every other coach. He said to us that he said to us, and that's exactly what he's doing. He said, I'm the one who owns the game. The others, they know it, but I own it. Your pastors, they may know the game, but he owns the game. Why, whenever you hear from any man, no matter how highly placed, their words should not supersede word. No man's word. Thank God and, and disciples and everyone that we have as leaders that we look up to. Please and please. They may know the game, but he owns Never forget that. And in this age where we are so fanatical in following, at times we forget the one that owns the game. And we start following. There was a day that renowned, who knows the game well in the body of Christ. He was talking. He said some things that were wrong based on scripture. No, this does not agree with what I saw in the world. Because I have a connection to the one that owns the game. So when how the game should be played, I know something is missing here. And that's why each of us should have our connection that owns the game. If they begin to deviate from the game, you know that this for every game there are rules. If you know the one that owns the game, to temper with the game, you say, no, this is not how the game should be. And he said something that sounded, but it was not scriptural. And I raised and I said, this is not right. Of his town followers, they jumped up at his defense. And I said, calm down. Both of you sit down. And they sat down. I told them, I said, I know this both of you. And I began to talk. They, they now realized that I knew their pastor more than them. Because I had been under him for eight years. Not just under him, I followed him well for eight years. So I knew him better than them. So when I they now sat down, I said, well, it's not that I want to condemn him. But what he said, he deviated from the game. He mentioned it to you. It doesn't mean he's a bad man of God. It means that he went off the line. So, you know, so I, I respect you still. I still love you. But in this place, supersedes what you said. So I stick with what is here. Somebody hearing me? The greatest coach owns the game. Any man can know the game to any extent. They don't take the place of the man who owns the game. Where I work, we have, we manufacture machines, hospital equipment. Machine that is a big machine, they call it CT scanner. I don't know if anybody has seen the CT machine. And it broke down somewhere. And one side road guy who knows a lot about them said he could. 
and some people trying to cut corners. They didn't want to come to the people the machine. They went and hired and he did more havoc to the equipment than good. When he got frustrated, he abandoned it and ran away. And the people who were trying to save money, they had to come to the people that owned the machine. And when he entered the place, the first thing he said, he said, somebody has tempered with this machine. He had not opened it. He just looked, somebody touched it. They say, well, yeah, it's true. I came. He said, open the system for me on the screen. Let me look at it. On the, he gave them the date that the boy came. The time that the boy touched the machine. He owns it. We have looked at number one on the difference between the greatest coach and every other coach. We said number one, he owns. It. Number two, great coaches read the game, read a game. That's how you know a great coach. The game they can read it. The night is going, so they know what to do. That's a great coach. But leads the game. He doesn't read the game. He leads. Your coaches. They know how to, to direct you. Okay, this is what's happening. But God, he leads the game. Have you ever seen a game going on and the coach joined the players on the field and all of them are playing? Most of them is somewhere. He reads the game and he tells them what to do. But this greatest coach doesn't just read and tell you. He is in the game with you. Ha! Ah, the greatest coach is not like every other coach. He doesn't just tell you what to do. He is there with you. You do it together. He joins. He doesn't wear his suit and tie by the line when you are there sweating. He also wears his jersey and he joins you. Together in the game. So he's the greatest coach. Look at the sport. If he's boxing, your coach will stand. He'll say, punch him. Your face, they finish beating your face. Your coach will be telling you, duck this way. It's easy. You come inside and duck this way. Somebody's bleeding from his nose. His coach will say, no, you can kill him this man. You say, you can do it. Okay, enter the ring and fight with him. The greatest coach, he doesn't just read the game. He leads the game. He's inside with you. And that's why we need him. He doesn't just tell you what to do along with you. He's with you. you do. Mighty name we pray. for his word to our lives. Have you been blessed by today's message? Then watch out for more episodes to come your way for his words on you every morning. To know more about us, visit our website on www.worldagentsofchange.org and stay connected. God bless you.